0: It is about making sure that you find that balance between ensuring that your kids grow up healthy and strong while at the same time making sure that they enjoy the foods that they love to eat.
1: Hey, this is Scott Toddnum, and you're listening to The Life is the Future podcast, a podcast for health education, middle school and life in general. It's summer, but that's not going to stop the podcast. This is the Life is the Future Summer Series. Tune in for our summer shorts. These will be quick tips for health and wellness, as well as expert insight. These will be weekly interviews with an all-star cast of adults from around the nation and around the world who work to improve physical, mental, emotional, and social well-being. These incredible people will lend their time to give listeners some insight into their passion, advocacy, and life in general. Hi, everybody. We are here uh, back with the Expert Insight podcast series I have going on for this summer. And I am proud to share with you and talk with Joseph Vivens today. He primarily works with Chunky and Friends as a website, as a YouTube channel, and as a book. And I'm going to let him introduce himself and and all of his work that he does. um, And then also, we'll provide all of these resources so you can check out his work in the show notes from Chunky and Friends. So Joseph, first things first, thanks for talking with me today. I'm really glad that you're here. And then just please share with our listeners what you do and what your passion is.
0: Absolutely. My name is Joseph Bivens. Once again, I am the author and creator of the Chunky and Friends book series. I created it to jumpstart the conversation with kids about the importance of healthy eating and active play. Uh, The reason why I started the book series is because my wife is a pediatrician and during her residency program, she would always come home and talk about the kids that she would see. And so I thought back to my own childhood as to why I never really had any issues eating fruits and vegetables, specifically vegetables. And I remembered the influence that Popeye the Sailor had on me. If Your audience might remember Popeye the Sailor. He used to eat spinach, get super strong, knock out Bluto. And, you know, that was the end of the story. Save olive, right. olive oil. So what I wanted to do was to create something like that for kids in this day and age where kids will be able to look at the characters and see themselves and maybe even recognize some of the struggles that they have when it comes to making the right choices for their health. And inspire them to make the better choices so that they can grow up healthy and strong. That is our mission—to make sure that kids grow up healthy and strong. Now, the reason why I uh, created the reason why I called it Chunky and Friends, is because <laughs> um, our main character's name is Chunky. He go, his first name is Charles. His sister couldn't call him by his original nickname, Chuck, Chucky, and so she fell into calling him chunky and so as a kid who's very self-confident he decided that he wanted to accept the name chunky in the spirit of uh rappers like notorious big and and heavy d he wanted to accept the name chunky and 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 not let it define who he was you know words does not do not define him name does not define him it's all about what's happening inside of his body and so with chunky what he did is that um one day he goes to the doctor with his mother And at the doctor's office, the doctor tells him that he's in danger of becoming obese. But being a kid with a very vivid and wild imagination, he thinks that he's going to transform into a creature in the shape of the letter O. So an o beast. <laughs> okay. It's a really cool play on words. And um, it's a very fun story. But really, the message in the book is that all kids are perfect exactly how they are. We want them all to grow up healthy and strong by eating more fruits and vegetables, engaging in active play, and keeping some of the more unhealthier choices in moderation, you know, the, the gum, the candy, the juice, and the chips, which is why I named my diverse group of characters those specific items. Gums, uh, who loves to chew gum. Uh Juice, who loves to drink juice. (laughs) Chunky's best friend Chip, who loves to eat chips. And his sister, Candice, or Candy, who loves candy. And the reason why I created those characters, if you visit our website, ChunkyandFriends.com, you'll notice that the characters are noticeably thinner than Chunky is. And the reason why is because I want kids to understand that it's not about what you look like on the outside. It's all about what's happening inside the body and ensuring that they grow up healthy and strong. Because all too often we hear stories of people that are dying way too young. And the very first thing that they say when a person is thinner than most other people would expect somebody who would die at a young age to be, Mm -hmm. the first thing they say is that he looks so healthy or she looks so healthy. Right, right. We want to kill that myth and make sure that in the forefront of all kids' minds is that it's not about what they look like on the outside. It's all about what's happening inside their body and making sure that they grow up healthy and strong by thinking healthy first and foremost.
1: Well, I love it, and it, it all comes through on a very easily accessible medium for kids. I feel like so. I, you know, maybe you can talk to this too. Is what comes through is the background of you potentially in um, eating healthy and being healthy, which is neat, so you get the your messages there. But what you first recognize, at least what I first recognize and see, mm-hmm. I see some hip hop in here for sure, and something that kids can really relate to.
0: Yeah, it, it is something that I wanted to do. I wanted to strike a balance between suburban and, and urban, mm-hmm. s- simply because like I do recognize that a lot of the kids that are going to be reading it are from different backgrounds. Um, it, it's, it was a difficult balance to reach, But I feel like we
1: really achieved that. It's not something like it's downtown um, New York City or it's downtown Chicago or...
0: No, definitely
1: not. So I grew up in the suburbs of uh, Silver
0: Spring, Maryland. Mm -hmm. If you're not too familiar with Silver Spring, Maryland, it really is that amalgamation that I'm talking about where, you know, you can uh, hop outside 30 minutes, a 30-minute drive or even a a short bike ride will take you right into the city of Washington, D.C. Okay, yeah. And so, like I said, it was striking that balance, being able to... Because uh, um, I grew up um, partially in DC Langley Park, and then we moved to Montgomery County, which is a more affluent uh, neighborhood in the in the area. Sure, and um, and I wanted to, to to capture the the diversity of of the people that I saw. Um, in future books, we hope to uh, work on showing the cultural differences in terms of what kids eat. In their respective homes, and also how that can affect their health as well. Um, you know, especially for a lot of kids that are uh, that are that are like myself, that are immigrants from other countries. I was born in Haiti and brought here. There are certain things that we consume in our diet that are necessary for third world countries. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, in the United States, where food is a little bit more abundant and cheaper to to obtain, those those kind of dietary needs aren't aren't necessary as it is in a third world country. And so being able to to try to educate kids that are immigrants and also to re-educate kids um, here in the United States that or even parents in the United States that come from families that say, you have to clean your plate before you can stand up to remind those parents that, no, we don't have to clean our plate. The goal is to be satisfied and to have the right nutrients in our body as opposed to, you know, completely feeling like you're full and can't move. <laughs> so really what we want to do is to make sure that, make sure that uh, moderation is key and also that kids are consuming more fruits and veggies so that they can grow up healthy and strong, like I said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, I like that that comes through for sure is your, um, your characters have a diverse a look to them. Um, like you've already mentioned, just not even just body shape, um, but we have people of color in here. And in teaching, um, that's big for me in my middle school is what what food are you bringing in from your background, your culture, um, it, whether it be my Indian American students, whether it's my Latinx students, whether it's my African American students. Um, and how does that match? How does that differ from some things that uh, other people and classmates are, are eating? Um, or doing. So I love that that's all part of your narrative and part of your writing.
0: I mean, that's the beautiful thing about being in this country is that we're able to step outside of our comfort zone and try out new things and, you know, hear what other cultures and what other families or, you know, how other uh, other people interact. That's one of the beautiful things that I really appreciated about growing up in this area is that I was able to, to meet people from different backgrounds and try new foods. Mm-hmm. And and in trying new foods it kind of opens up my eyes to, you know, to okay, when I'm cooking with my family, I can put a little twist in the recipe in this way, you know, or add a little bit something or maybe cut back on some of the unhealthier choices in this recipe. Mm-hmm. And all those things, you know, all those things I feel like it really builds up on the tapestry that informs the books that I create because um, you know, with With Chunky, we really wanted him and his group to... To to love food, mm-hmm. you know. At the end of the day, all of everybody to some degree loves a certain meal or certain types of food, yeah. and we don't we don't want kids to say, "Oh, I'm I'm not allowed to eat this at all." No, it's all about keeping it in moderation. I always joke around whenever um I'm doing a public event, and you know I'm talking about the book, and a, and a, there'll be a kid with like you know uh, let's say a, a a cotton candy or ice cream cone or you know even a lollipop, and the parents are like, "Oh, hide this," and I'm like, "No." it's okay. You know, are they going to have this every single day this week? No, it's okay to have cotton candy every once in a while. These are the, those are the kinds of things that help build memories. I remember when I was a kid, my father, he used to always take us to um, Dairy Queen at least once a week. And it, it's something that I fondly remember. It's it's one of those, those milestones in my mind that I can remember. And, you know, I know that for my kids, when we take them out to get Froyo, which is, you know, a healthier option, <laughs> we take them out to get Froyo, um, you know, we I know that that's going to be impactful. I know they're going to remember that as they grow older. And to me, it, it is about making sure that you find that balance between ensuring that your kids grow up healthy and strong, while at the same time, making sure that they enjoy the foods that they love to eat. And knowing that's all about moderation.
1: Yeah. And that's a huge point is food It is a big basis for a lot of our social health as well, or at least the making, maybe the preparation of the food or what it is you're doing for holidays in particular. And I think sharing that and maybe our cultural differences around that, um, you know, what are you doing for a specific holiday that is big in your background? Um, and, and just kind of opening up conversations about that is a really interesting, um, dare I say, uniting peace to to society and social health.
0: Yeah. I also wrote it as a graphic novel because I wanted to get a broad-based spectrum to really get the message out there. I really wanted kids as young as four to enjoy it and kids 10 and older to enjoy it. Even if a kid is as young as four and they just happen to thumb through the story, and you know, not really being able to read yeah. too well, but just being able to capture what the essence of the story is, that is a victory to me. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for kids that are 10 and up. I wanted it to be a graphic novel so that they'll be engrossed in the story so that they would completely uh, immerse themselves in it and be able to relate to the
1: characters in the book. I think that definitely comes through. And that's that's a hard thing for, for any creative person or any writer is how do you reach that wide audience? Like you're talking about like the age group or the age differences and how can you write so that a four-year-old could pick it up versus a 14-year-old? That's a huge difference for yeah. sure. Are you a parent yourself?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have two amazing kids who uh, keep me on my toes every single second and every
1: single day. And does that play into how you start to script things out too? Do you ever put anything um, that you notice (laughs) with your own kids and put that into your writing? Absolutely.
0: So when I, First created the characters, my uh, my son Benjamin was not born yet, mm-hmm. so I was kind of writing the book um, in a vacuum of my own imagination, um, playing around with what I would imagine a kid how how I would imagine a kid react to the fact that they're in danger of becoming obese and what their aversion to fruits and vegetables might be, yeah, and um and also the fear of 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 finding out some bad health news and not really being able to understand it. But str- but having that struggle. Um, with the candy conundrum, um, I the second book that we were going to release originally was going to be more so focused on um, bullying and kids being left out of activities. yeah, um, because of the way that they look. Mm-hmm. But uh, because of my kids and also um, doing events in um cities like uh, Baltimore and also Washington, DC, um I started noticing that the emphasis on oral health, was kind of falling on the wayside, yeah. you know, with the advent of a lot of corner stores and um, the the accessibility to candy, you know, uh, specifically um, people having candy readily available at all times. Yeah, making sure that kids put a, put the priority to fruit over candy. I realized that that would be a much better book to release. And it really was because of, because of, um, the kids that I would meet and also my son, um, teaching, taking the time to teach my son as he was growing older, how to brush his teeth, focusing on the gum lines, having him realize that, okay, it's okay to have a piece of candy, but know that it's a treat. It is not a meal. it's not something that you're supposed to have regularly because it can do harm to your teeth. And I think that, I think that, you know, being able to teach him that, and also, writing the book at the same time and showing him the pages and and reading the book to him once it was completed it really locked in because um i believe that you know every time he visits the dentist we always have a get two thumbs up. So, yeah, definitely my kids inform me. And um, with the next book that we're releasing, uh, that we're working on, which is focused on the importance of drinking water, um, it, that is another book that I that I think is um, is going to be valuable. And I know that it's already informing what I, what I've done because um, my my daughter, who's um, about three years old now. She's heard me talk about the book, and you know, heard me talk about it on the phone, and you know, with the artists, and yeah. talk about it with my wife, and she's she's already plugged in her ideas. So, so I think she's going to get co-writing credit. She's <laughs> telling me, "Oh, you should have rainbows in it," and I'm like, uh, "Rainbows? Uh, it's kind of cheesy." And then I thought about it. I was like, "Wait, water, rain? Yeah, I guess we can do rainbows." So, so yeah, so you know, their contribution goes beyond just you know me being a parent and wanting to provide their information, but also. Creatively as well, the silly things that they do inform the books that I write.
1: I find that to be true in um, in teaching for sure. You, you you kind of bring in some stories from your own household without giving too much away. Right, um, right. But some of those silly things that happen, or whatever the goofiness is, or even some <laughs> things that I I see and how to make uh, that relatable in story form. Yeah, the stories really drive a, a whole bunch of things. Yeah, for kids because your brain is connecting in that way, and so we know from story is that we have these mirroring neurons, you know, that that basically kind of take the position or the viewpoint of whatever main character you're reading about or whatever's happening in the scenes and the story. And so your stories are going to drive people to to these healthy habits. And maybe that's set up, you know, as a a younger person, or maybe that's gearing something towards like the preteen or the adolescent, the older adolescent Mm -hmm. stories are an incredible piece and a driving tool for a lot of that stuff. And Mm -hmm. maybe even you become the, the person that listens and maybe what's cool for us when we were young kids, maybe that's not quite as cool now. And so how do you make healthy eating cool? How do you make drinking water or oral hygiene pool. You know,
0: it's so funny because like so often I'll meet adults and the very first thing that they'll say whenever I'm doing an event, the very first thing that most of them will say whenever I'm uh, presenting the book to them is that they'll say, I wish I had this when I was a kid. Yeah, And, and you know, to me, it just makes me say, I, I know, you know, because, uh, <laughs> you know, it makes me think like, yeah, I wish I had this as a kid. It's one of the greatest compliments you could get. It is. It's awesome. Do you remember the cartoon um, Captain Planet and the Planeteers? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. So you're, I'm aging you right now. <laughs> So Captain Planet and the Planeteers. To this day, if I am brushing my teeth, I will turn off the water. If I see a light on in a room, I will go and turn off the light. And it's because of the influence that 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 cartoon had on me. Uh You know, it really made me think about what I am doing to contribute to, you know, to global warming or even pollution or, you know, or conservation. and. I believe that Chunky and Friends will, will have that power as well. And I, actually, I know that it has that power, I should say. Um, I visited schools where after I visited, I receive an email from the teachers saying, you know, private schools, from the teachers and the staff saying that they decided to change some of their lunch curriculum because of my school visit. Wow. And so, you know, being able to provide kind that kind of service and change minds that way, it's a very powerful feeling. And to your point, mm-hmm. being able to do it in story form. Is, is I feel like is the most uh, valuable way that I'll be able to do it because I can put the children in the driver's seat so that they can see and feel what they what the characters are feeling on the page or even on the screen for that matter. Yeah.
1: And it's just, it's powerful for kids because they don't have to be in um, those settings in particular to, to benefit from the lessons that are learned. Right. So that's why we love story books so much and movies so mm-hmm. much is that we can be in those crazy scenarios, but w- without the the horrible right. um,
0: consequences, <laughs> consequences or <laughs> yeah. and
1: the full risk, but yeah. the stories really drive it. And then you work on your you're, you get you, the what, animators involved, right? Well, for me,
0: it's it's all about the characters. Um, okay. The, the character comes first. Um, for example, with Chunky, you know, I knew that there needed to be an obstacle for him. Um, I knew that there was a hurdle that he needed to climb, that he needed to get over. Um, and one of the, the, I feel like one of the smart moves that I made is that I start the book off and also the animated reel with, adult Chunky telling his personal story so that kids that are going on the journey with him can look and say, oh, everything works out for him. Kind of like the way that it is kind of like cutting to the chase with uh, Popeye. Um, You know what's going to happen eventually. You know that he's going to get the spinach. And by eating the spinach, he's going to to defeat Bluto. Now, with Chunky, you know that he's going to make the right choices ultimately. It's all about showing that journey uh, through his character of how he's going to take those steps to reach that point. And there's going to be a lot of trials and tribulations. You know, there's going to be a lot of stumbles in the, on the way. But ultimately, he will reach that destination. And when he does, he's going to be healthier and stronger for it. Yeah. So it always starts with the character um, and what's on the what I write on the page. Uh-huh. From there, uh, it's all about building the story. What is the obstacle in in this specific issue that we're in this specific book that we're working on, right. Um, for example, with chunky and the obese, um, the obstacle is that he is visiting a doctor he does not know what the doctor is telling his mother. He doesn't understand it. So he comes to his own conclusion. He panics. And ultimately, he learns what it means. And then from there, he makes the the choice to be to make healthier choices. Yeah. Um, for the candy conundrum, it's all about her loving candy so much that she's hiding it everywhere after her mom finds out that she's been eating too much candy. Then she gets a toothache that's the obstacle. What is she going to do? Is she going to is she going to tell her mom and basically say I messed up or is she going to try to fix the problem herself? Yeah. And, you know, it wouldn't be an entertaining book if she were to do the right thing, the smart thing and tell mom immediately. <laughs> so, of course she tries to figure it out. So, those are the character the character moments that that drive the story. And then from there I provided to the illustrator and the animators and then from there we build a story and, and we, we put the story on the screen or on the page for everybody to see.
1: Well, it's here's hoping that it becomes this generation's Popeye. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> Captain Planet, and Captain, and Captain Planet. Planet. I think He-Man was my favorite growing up. Ah, yes. And, yeah. uh, and there was always a moral at the end of each episode uh, right. of the animated series of mm-hmm. that one. So it's pretty cool. You can do, you can have a lot of different things happening at once and then come back to some type of, uh, healthy and beneficial message and yeah. that all still to be cool. Uh, yeah. and how do you, how do you make being healthy and doing the right thing? Um, cool. So, yeah. uh, w- is there anybody else that's, uh, out there that you want to Talk about or plug that as a resource that you use, or an organization that listeners could also check out that that you look up to, maybe for some guidance, you know, or even your own education. Well,
0: I mean, as far as my own education and and, and guidance, I always go to um I always go to the FDA website. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they always provide you know the most prescient information. Um, but more importantly, I I like to try to. Put out um, organizations that I that I know provide good information, and that, that I also know that do good good work. Um, I, I really love No Kid Hungry. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Uh, you can visit their website, NoKidHungry.org. Um, they really do a lot of work in terms of um, feeding um, kids that that you know that don't have the means, and they put a really big emphasis on providing healthy options as well. So I, I really do enjoy um visiting their site visiting their page and, and retweeting and sharing their their content sure in addition to that um i work with a lot of local farmers markets to um out here so mm-hmm. if anything um i would tell your audience to support local farmers markets um go to neighborhoods that you necessarily wouldn't travel to um, simply because, you know, that kind of support is necessary uh, for a lot of neighborhoods that have food deserts. I've seen um, and been to a lot of farmers markets that kind of fell on the wayside or have failed because they didn't have enough support in the neighborhood. Sure. And so uh, if you can uh, go to your local farmers market or even a farmers market outside of your comfort zone and just ask them how you can help promote, how you can help let the neighborhood know about it. Because um, mm-hmm. uh, here's a little secret that I always put out there for families. At the end of the day, if you're at the farmer's market, feel free to haggle with some of the farmers. Don't tell them that I said this, <laughs> um, because they will try to get rid of a lot of the food that they have, especially if they don't have any other events. Um, feel free to ask them, you know, pile up some food and say, hey, can I give you 10 dollars for this? Yeah. Um, Pile up some fruits and veggies. You know, um, if you are a family that that do not have the means to go to a Whole Foods, please go to a farmer's market. You can't get more direct fresh fruits and vegetables than from a farmer's market. And like I said, by all means, ask them if you, if you know, say, I have $5, let me have this much. And most of the time, they will say yes.
1: It's a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely put, uh, I'll plug, uh, And put in the resources for FDA in the show notes and for No Kid Hungry as well. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap things up, Joseph. And I want to thank you for just kind of talking through Chunky and Friends and your background and healthy eating, oral hygiene. And we're going to look for the next one coming out for sure on water.
0: Yep. It's going to be a focus on the character juice and the importance of drinking
1: water. So let's make sure we plug your work one more time and tell uh, any listeners where they can find you either online or, or on social media.
0: You can find me at Chunky and friends on instagram chunky n the letter n in the middle friends on twitter um you can visit our website chunkyandfriends.com also on our youtube page you can find us at chunky and friends yeah on our youtube page we created a animated reel um to basically promote what we imagine the chunky and friends series to be because um we have tons of ideas that would uh really be beneficial to kids if they if we were to be able to get the Chunky and Friends series in front of them. Um, Our books, uh, the two books that we have available now is um, Chunky and the Obese, which is the synopsis that I gave earlier. That basically covers what the whole series is about. The second book in the series is called The Candy Conundrum, which is all about teaching kids the importance of brushing, flossing, and choosing fruit over candy. If you can tell, I like puns and playing around with words. So the reason why it's called The Candy Conundrum is because it's focused on Chunky's sister, whose name is Candace, but everyone calls her Candy because she loves Candy. Andy. Mm-hmm. Now, um, the reason why I'm bringing those two books up is because um, each of the characters, we imagine them having their own personal story. And in addition to that, there'll be a combination of stories for all the characters and everything revolving around the importance of healthy eating and active play. Um, we haven't really touched too much on active play, but that is something that I feel like is uh, very necessary for for kids and their growth and development, um, you know, as a teacher, I'm sure you know that yeah. uh, when when a kid goes out and they have their their moment of recess, it's a good break in the course of the day. to Help the blood gets pumping, and, and so that the blood can uh-huh. get back into their brain, so that they can be ready for the next activity or the next action um, that they have to take on in class. So, so we really want to make sure that with the Chunky and Friends series, that we're touching a broad base. Of of topics yes. that will be beneficial and entertaining to both parents and
1: children. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, let me just plug in also that I'm um scheduling out my book readings for the fall, um, for the upcoming school year. Um, I travel all over to conduct book readings for schools. Um, I do have a passion, and I love going to schools that do not see authors of color too often. Um, because as a kid myself, um, I always wonder what would have happened if I did have an author, uh, come to visit my elementary school. Um, the elementary school that I went to was one of the, uh, elementary schools. It was the elementary school out here that often would have to close their doors because of budget cuts and stuff. And so, um, so being able to, uh, I, I have a soft spot for visiting schools where, um, where kids aren't privileged enough to be able to meet an author. And so, um, you know, by all means, if your audience knows of any schools that would love to have me come out and visit or even do a Skype session or whatever, please reach out because, um, I know the importance of, I see the importance of, um, standing in front of a group of kids who see a face like theirs and being able to tell them, yeah, you can do this too. Um, I, I always joke around and, and and tell them, I always ask the kids whenever I do a reading, I say, "Um, who loves to write in here? I see a whole bunch of hands go up. And I say, who loves to draw? I see a whole bunch of hands go up. And I say, the artists and the writers get together and start working together because who knows what magic you can create? So... By all means, if you guys want me to um, come out and uh, or do a Skype or Google Hangout, I'll be more than happy to conduct that for your kids. Just uh, give me a ring or visit our website. Like I said, chunkyandfriends.com, um, fill out the contact form and uh, I'll be available. I'm like, I'll make myself available.
1: Nice. That's great. Yeah. And that representation is so powerful to see yourself in, in an adult face or represented, whether it's on screen or in the books that you read or the movies that you watch. So that is extremely important. I'm glad you brought that up to Joseph. Yeah. Yep. Uh, are there three things that you can leave our listeners? I do this with every adult here. going to mm-hmm. do this for the whole summer. Is there anything that you could point to that has made you a better person or that has helped in any way that our listeners, uh, whether they're adolescents, teenagers, all the way up through adults themselves, yeah. but what they could benefit from hearing.
0: Yeah. Um, kindness doesn't cost anything. Nice. Um, it is it's a wonderful commodity that you can trade back and forth with other people. Um, even if it's something as simple as holding the door open for someone or saying thank you, or even a kind, just hello, you know, walking down the street, you'd never know, what kind of impact you can have on a person's day if you just flash them a smile, or if you ask them if they need help, um, being able to provide, uh, that kindness can go a long way. Um, besides that, I always tell people, um, to treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. If you are treating people the way that you expect to be treated, only good things can come. Um, for the kids out there, I always encourage kids to read, yeah. read, read, read. I mean, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing to to fill up, to fill up your mind with as much words and ideas as possible. Um, I know we live in a digital era now, where you know picking up the phone is very easy, and being able to look at images is the easiest thing to do. Right. But um, even if you take a few minutes to read a newspaper article, or even if you have a book um, on your phone, just read that. Instead of mindlessly thumbing through images. Mm-hmm. Last thing, stay on brand. Think healthy. Um, that's the only way that all of us will grow up healthy and strong. And that's for kids of all ages. I like to believe that all of us have our, still have our inner child within us. So for kids of all ages, think healthy. That's going to help you a long way in making the right choices. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're if you're faced with the option of drinking water or drinking orange juice, um, choose water. You know, you know it's better for you. You know it's right. You know what your body needs. Make that choice because that's going to help you grow up healthy and strong. And like I said, that's for kids all ages.
1: Well, thank you very much. That's sure. great. It's a great note to end on right there. And uh, just appreciate your giving a half hour of your time to us for today, Joseph. So
0: thank you again for yeah. having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out. Um, you know, anytime you want me to come back, I'll be more than happy to. Uh, please once again visit the website Chunky and Friends com on there you'll find all of our social media oh yeah we're also on Facebook so you'll be able to find all of our social media on there and uh yeah by all means hit us up anytime
1: check them out uh, on all media outlets chunky and friends and uh, definitely see where that where the book series goes from here um, Joseph Vivens thanks a lot and uh, we'll see you next time on the life is the future expert Insights segment series all right thanks take care thank you bye bye. Thanks for listening and make sure to keep tuning in. Our summer series of the Life is the Future podcast will include summer shorts. These are quick tips for health and wellness, as well as expert insight interviews in which we will hear from a range of health professionals, social justice activists, mental health advocates, sex education experts, music therapists, cancer awareness organizers, and more. This transition between school years will not go to waste. As always, thanks for listening.